You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts, here with my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? Awesome, Wendy. You? Living a dream, as always. Well, I am going to say I am extremely excited about today's topic, A, because I had not done any research about it, and B, until you started talking about it, I found it absolutely fascinating, and I am going to say and from the start that this is something that some people believe in and some people don't, so I would be very interested for your comments once we're done to see what you guys think, um, because there is some truth to what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and on today's episode of Random Fit, we are talking about um, blue zones and, you know, what what they have found when they've looked at these blue zones. And I'll give the story about that later. But uh, when they when they look at where people who are living to a hundred and older, you know, what are some of the things that go into facilitating the environment and the lifestyle that helps these people live such long lives. And just a little backstory on where the inspiration for this for this uh, episode came from. I was watching Netflix. And yes, Wendy, I do watch a little bit of a little bit of find the time. Yeah. <laughs> Teach me. Uh, and, uh, do we call it TV anymore? I mean, I was, I was, I was streaming Netflix and I was watching this, uh, this show and I watched a few episodes of this um, this series called uh, Down to Earth, uh, hosted by Zach Efron. If uh, those of you that are familiar with um, yeah. High School Musical, um, <laughs> uh, I have nieces, so yes, I have heard of Zach Efron and High School Musical. But he's a ho- co-host with um, uh, Darian Olean. Olean, um, sorry, no offense, uh, but they they basically go around the world and they and they go to these cities and you know they look at okay healthy, sustainable lifestyles that are that are done in these in these different cities around the world, different places around the world. But on this episode, they were they were exploring blue zones and they visited um, a town in Italy, a region of Italy called Sardinia. And they went to um, a village where they have a high percentage well, a higher higher population than most other cities of centenarians. And they were looking at how they how they live their lives. And that's what really caught my interest. Well, how are they, you know, to the point where you have, you know, people that are living in well into their nineties and into, you know, into, you know, hundred years old and a little bit older, but you know, what are the things that are affecting their lifestyle to help them live long and, you know, prosper when it comes to, um, you know, getting on into, into the later ages. But they, they, they interviewed uh, one of the doctors that were part of the um, demographic studies and looking at different areas in the world where you have a higher concentration of, of centenarians, as I think it's called nanogenarians, that are those that are um, above the age of 90. Um, and they've come up with what they call blue zones. And uh, the story that they tell on that episode of Down to Earth is the fact that when they were marking areas that had these people that were 100 years old, um, they were using a blue pen. And this was the interesting part of the show is that they were they were marking areas on the map that had um, these centenarians and they were marking it with a blue pen. But 
the regions that had higher concentration of these blue dots, they called them blue zones. So how they came up with the name blue zones was the fact that they were using a blue pen to mark the map of where they were they were living. And they came up with five different areas around the world where they where they found people that were able to live into the into, you know, from the 90s into into, you know, 100 plus years old. So that was what I found really interesting. And the fact that, you know, when they bring up these cities, um, people were living long lives uh, for for different reasons. But mm -hmm. it's also reduced down to what they call the power nine or the nine reasons they've found that contribute to people living longer. And on today's podcast of Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, we're talking about blue zones and Ken kind of gave the background of why they call it blue zones. But basically, it's why are people in certain regions of the entire world living longer over others? What are they doing different that maybe we're not incorporating in our lifestyle? And so, Ken, I found it interesting because, like you said, there was five particular, you know, um, specific areas that they pinpointed the most. And it was Italy, uh, Japan, Costa Rica, there was Greece. And then of course, I found this one interesting. It was what Loma Linda, California. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I know that when I think of California, of course I think of you, but I think of many of my friends, they are pretty much, they're just chill in comparison to someone like myself. And, you know, we're going to talk, like you said, kind of the nine habits they do that they don't think about. And I think that was the one thing that intrigued me the most. When they're looking at these habits, it's not something that they even call a habit. It's just their life, that it's something they do automatically, you know. And and one of the things was when you're looking at someone that was in Okinawa, or Okinawa um, Japan, it was they are growing gardens. They're just doing their thing. They're they're managing their vegetables. They 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 find peace within themselves doing that, and they're not worried about retirement, the stresses of what they've got to do, their kids coming home from school, what their homework's going to be. It literally is they're in that moment doing what they want to do, providing for their community and their family to to make a really good dinner in that moment. And I was like, gosh, I need. I, I need to go grow a garden. That would yeah. be phenomenal, but it makes sense. It totally made sense to me. Right. And again, getting into the other nine, it, it does paint the bigger picture of, of the different aspects of what goes into living long. And, and one of the things that I really found interesting is that, you know, based on their, their exercise habits, movement habits, their, their social, um, involvement with the community and family um again exercise nutrition all the things that we we've talked about in, in other episodes of random fit but yeah it's it's a different levels and different i guess schemes if you will that have been incorporated I mean, this is this is their culture this is how they've how they've they've grown because i think when it came to that episode of um down to earth and and that um in that village that they were visiting, it wasn't just this generation of of people that were living into their nineties and hundreds. Their 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 mothers and their grandmothers were living just as long. Um, but the other part of it is the fact that you're living this long and you still have your wits about you, right? And 
because uh, in my opinion, you know, what what good is it to to live a long life if you don't have your faculties about you and you're not there to actually live that life versus, you know, you're under medication, you're under, you know, whatever conditions that your, your mental state allows you to be in. But um, you listed off the, the, the cities or the, the regions of, of the world where these blue zones are, Wendy. But um, um, like I said, they're, they're there on that list for, for different reasons or different areas of focus. But what you brought up with, with, um, with Okinawa, Japan, yeah, I mean, just culturally, um, one of the things that that uh, in my reading, again, looking at you know the book and and what they've shown on the Blue Zones Project website, um, they've they've given some insight on that. And the fact that uh, we're also talking about um, a region of 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 well, actually, in in, in the Asian culture, you have multi multi generational households where you know grandma, great grandma. Um, grandpa, great grandpa are living under the same roof. And one of the things that I read about with that is that if you have, you know, if my grandparents were living with us, which they did, my grand, my, when my parents would work, uh, it was my grandparents that stayed at home with me and my, with my brothers. But here's the thing, when, when your parents or your parents' parents are ill, you don't just let them sit, sit there and, and be sick. You take them to the hospital, you get them seen, you get them checked out and you make sure that they're healthy. So the immediacy of medical or health care is definitely a factor because if they're if they're ill, they're not ill long or they find resolution, whatever resolution can be found um, as soon as they possibly can. So it's not like somebody gets sick, right? And then they're sick and then it becomes one thing becomes another. They get they get them well sooner because, you know, I know if it, if it were my parents, they were ill, it's like, hey, let's let's go take care of this right now. Well, and to, to piggyback off that, I know, you know, we had mentioned that there was there's a book out there and I think it's it's called The Power Nine. And basically it's by Dan and I'm, hopefully I don't say it wrong, but Butner, which I think Butner. is how you say his yeah. last name. And, you know, we just talked obviously about, you know, moving more naturally and thinking about gardening and stuff. And then, like you just said, you know, another one of those, Ken, is loved ones first. And to your point, you know, yes, it is being close to family. But when you're reading more about it, it was saying specifically that this means that, like you said, they're keeping their aging parents closer and their grandparents nearby. Everyone is going to be together. Some people may run from that thought process while others embrace the, the, the um, family uh, togetherness and uh, take that for what it is. But it was saying, too, that, you know, that being being closer to family is going to lower disease and mortality rates of children that are in that home. So to your point, but then also that they are committing to a partner for life. So obviously divorce and changes of, you know, partners is, you know, minimized in these specific zones. And when they do that, that they are increasing three years of life expectancy and because of the reduce of stress. And so I found all of that fascinating, like, huh, because when you look at the divorce rates in other places are extremely high, but in these particular areas that we, we listed out, they are very low. And I found that uh, very interesting. Makes sense yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the other points that, uh, you know, ranked higher as far as what piqued my interest was the fact that um, 
you know, when we when we talk about life and, and being with family, one of the things that uh, you can kind of piggyback onto that is, is having purpose. You know, what you're uh, what the ok- Okinawans call uh, ikigai. I hope I pronounce that right. But uh, I guess if we're talking about Costa Rica and and Okinawa. We're going to have to uh, say a couple of <laughs> names that we're not used to. But ikigai and that's what they call their their plan to vida. This is what you know. This is what gets them out of bed in the morning and gets them, you know, going about things with purpose and with with intention. So if you have a reason to get up in the morning outside of, okay, my dog needs to go out, uh, I need to take my dog for a walk. Uh, but having purpose and, and needing to accomplish something in your day, that's that's one of the things that um, they've found and especially a point of point of interest when it comes to um the blue zone in Okinawa, Japan. And then, yeah. But the, and, and we, and we've, we've talked about stress, um, stress management, again, to move on to another point, um, uh, you know, when it comes to healthy living and managing stress, but that was, that was one of the, um, one of the, the trends that they found in these cities is that they've also found ways to manage stress. So if it happened, you know, so one of the, um, blue zones again again Okinawa was was another one that came up for this for this particular um, point was that you know you know things happen right and it may not always go your way but the idea here is that hey it's it's water off my back it's well water water under the bridge right it's done right it's it happened it's done let's let's go have a let's go have a drink and you know just move on to the next thing. So when it comes to managing stress, you just, you, you let these things happen and they're because it's going to, right. Things are going to happen to you. Um, but then you just move on, you move on with your day. So managing stress from the perspective that, okay, that was a moment in time. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to let it eat me up. I'm not going to let it take up more space and time in my brain than it, than it needs to. But, you know, Let's move on to the next thing. So when it comes to managing stress, you know, let's go have a beer. Let's relax and and uh, you know enjoy who we're with. Because again, if you if you're living with your children and your children's children and someone's taking care of you, hey, what what have you got to stress about, right? <laughs> uh, good point. Uh, and today on Random Fit, myself Wendy Bats with Ken Miller are talking about the blue zones. And what that means is basically why are certain people in different regions living longer than others? And so we did talk about, you know, moving more naturally. We talked about having a purpose and reducing stress. And another one I thought was interesting is the 80% rule that they have. So when they sit down for a meal, they only allow themselves to be 80% full because they leave that 20% gap not to be hungry. So that way they feel better. They don't feel as sluggish and it's also good for gaining weight, losing weight, um, depending on which way you want to look at that. But then they also eat the smallest meal at the end of their day and they eat it early, late afternoon or early evening. And then they don't eat anymore the rest of the day. So they do more of their bigger meals in the morning. They move around all day. They flow more freely throughout the day. Like you said, they're trying to reduce stress or, or not even worry about things and, you know, work in their gardens. And so I, you know, found that fascinating because I eat so fast personally yeah. because I don't have a lot of time. So I'm shoving food in my mouth. And then like 20 minutes later, I feel like I'm going to just bust. I'm so full. Yeah. I'm miserable. I want to take a nap and I don't have 
I don't have a, I don't have time <laughs> to, to sit around and feel that way. And so I think really being, like you said, purposeful, even when you're eating and thinking about that rule could be super beneficial for myself personally, but then it makes sense. Well, there's, there's a lot that goes into eating slowly. Right. And I've, I've, um, I've learned from a, from a workshop that when you, when you chew and you chew a lot, right. And that gives us that, that chewing signal. If you have enough chewing going on, you start to send, send the signal to your brain that, all right, this guy is consuming calories, right? So the brain's getting a signal that there's calories coming in. Um, not, and, you know, from the food standpoint, you're, you're, you're breaking it down. You're making it easier to, to digest. So that 20 minutes, Wendy, that, that, you know, 20 minutes later when you're all blown up after that, that big meal, well, chewing also slows down the eating process. Well, it takes you longer and allows the receptors to catch up and say, hey, this is how full you are. And by the time you, you sense it, if you've eaten slow enough, you're, you haven't gone way past you know, your threshold before the, the, the receptors have a chance to catch up. So chewing, chewing a lot, eating slower. Uh, one thing I picked up from one of my Japanese friends is like, you know, for, for the way he was raised is that, you know, eating with chopsticks, you put the chopsticks down and you eat, you chew your food. And then when you're ready to take the next bite, you pick up your chopsticks and you eat again versus us here in the U.S. Typically, you just shovel that food that you're talking about when you just shovel it in your mouth. And before you know it, you're done and you're blown up. And there's that 80, you well have gone past your 80% of consumption for that day. So there's a lot of benefits too to eating slow and taking your time and letting your body catch up to where you actually are in, in, in that meal. But have you ever heard the phrase, eat breakfast, your first meal like a king, eat your lunch or your second meal like a prince and eat your dinner like a, like a pauper or a yes. poor person? Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I, I wish I could do that. I really wish because breakfast is one of my all time favorite meals. I love it. I don't like to cook it. I love to go out for it, which is also kind of a problem. But when I go out, especially if it's for breakfast, I will have that as my biggest meal because I'm not cooking it. I'm not cleaning up after it. So it makes it makes it better. But usually during the week, I don't have that flexibility because of my schedule. So I just eat something small on the go or whatever it is and then eat, you know, bigger meals later, which unfortunately I think is common among a lot of Americans that we eat our biggest meal oh, yeah. usually dinner because we're done with work and we're usually done with some of this stuff of the day, unless you're still running around, you know, your kids around for events. But um, another, you know, to your point, you know, we've talked about eating, you know, when you're looking at the diets as well, I mean, that was a big thing too. They called it plant smart and you know, that they were looking at really, you know, having their diet consists of a lot of, of beans and soy and lentils. And, you know, when you're looking, they try to limit their meat intake to only a size of a deck of cards. And the meat of choice is usually pork. And I was like, huh, who knew? I mean, again, I love all meats. Um, and I just, I found that interesting too, because I would have thought it would have been beef. And so for, for it to yeah. be mainly pork in those regions, um, I found that a little fascinating. Yeah. And that's, and I, I think that's a, an American bias when it comes to all that, but lean meats, like you said, chicken came up, but pork wound up being, you know, uh, you know, the, the meat of choice, um, and that, and what you were reading, but again, it's the portion size that, that, that meant everything. But when it came to, and, and we talked about Loma Linda being a blue zone, well, they have, uh, you know, in, in the, the, um, 
the foundation there for their reason primarily for having that high focus of of centenarians was yeah they they eat primarily vegetarian um and you know some did have some meat but um you know that's that's everything that they were eating you know legumes you know more plant-based um nutrition and diet and that's that's one of the the big focuses there um but uh you know going into the next point when we talk about nutrition and food and intake and we talked about this already when it came to managing stress was drinking wine um you know and having you know and it was a moderate you know in our in our by our standards view light to moderate intake of wine and you know as we've had um our registered dietitian of choice miss kat bearfield on before we talked about alcohol consumption again within moderation there can be um you know, protective factors, you know, as far as heart health goes with uh, when it comes to the consumption of wine. But again, to put that in perspective, um, having one at five o'clock earlier in the day versus, you know, right before bed, timing is going to affect sleep and all that. But having some wine um, intake through the day can have some protective properties for, for when it comes to heart health. So that was that was actually a nice one to see because now it's like, oh, maybe I should break out that bottle that's been sitting there since since uh since the holidays right but you know i'm gonna agree with that and when i thought too i love the fact that it said all zones it was like all of them all of them it wasn't just like oh here's a couple every one of those drink regular or moderately you know moderately to regularly and i thought it was interesting too because as you read along and you're you're looking in and researching more about what that means how they were saying one to two glasses a day. And I was like, wow, that just seems, I mean, again, we think of it as a caloric intake, how much sugar, you know, instead of looking at the reds or whatever it is being, you know, antioxidants and and timed socially with your friends. I thought it was interesting where they were like, don't drink all of them on Saturday. You can't save up for the whole week and drink it all in one day. Like that's not thing. And, um, but I, you know, I really, I, I, I love that as well because, you know, we always hear alcohol is so negative and it just, these are, this is again, longevity. That's what we're talking about today on Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Meller, Blue Zones. Why do people live long and prosper in comparison to other regions? And, you know, another one that I also felt was, you know, it makes sense was, you know, belonging, whether you're belonging to a faith-based community you're just in your community being a part or, you know, of togetherness and that it's not, you know, we, they did talk a lot and we mentioned about family and being close to your family, but it's also being close to those that have the same beliefs as you. And they, you know, they welcome these, these ideas and, um, and work together as a community. I, you know, it makes sense, but when you're looking at all these research, you know, these people are, attending these community events over four times a month and when you're looking at what the life expectancy is for those individuals that do that it could be an increase of four to 14 years and i you know was like that it makes sense having people around you and belonging giving you purpose for every day you wake up that um it just it all seems to it's all intertwined again yeah, um, they, they, they definitely all the points do blend together, but they were able to again, they were doing these demographic studies. And that's why, you know, to, to look at the population, they, they had very specific questions on, you know, hey, why are you still around? You know, <laughs> and, you know, well, that's not like not negatively, but 
how are you doing this? Right. And so when we talk about sense of belonging, again, a, a lot of these um, a lot of these centenarians have most of them, not all, but most of them had a faith based um, perspective on life. And, and you know, that that sense of belonging and being being a part of a, a bigger, bigger energy, if you will, when it comes to, you know, um, being on this planet now. Um, and we and we and we already talked about the loved ones, right? Being around family, that was that was a big factor. Again, multi-generational households and, and being a part of it. So that that is in a sense that feeds into that sense of belonging, whether it's uh, that higher that higher being or or in this case, we are talking about being with family. Again, nothing what gives you more purpose than you know to know that you know you have those that you love. Um, around you every day if, if, if it's possible. Um, but the last the last part is um, now dealing with or now addressing, you know, who you surround yourself with, right? Who are those people in your life that you choose to be with? You know, as, as the saying goes, you, you are you are a representative of the five people closest to you. And I wholeheartedly believe it. And it, and it was just confirmed, you know, when, when it came to reading about blue zones here, but, you know, when we talk about friends, having that social life and being able to, if I need to unload, if I need to have a sounding board, I know who I'm going to call. Right. I have uh, my four buddies who I grew up with basically since kindergarten, um, believe it or not, Wendy, I have this this group of friends of mine that we we've known each other since kindergarten, first grade, and one of them, um, Sherman. Shout out to Sherman. I know he's listening. Um, but uh, my mom, my dad drove his mom to the hospital when he was being born, and he was born two weeks after I was. So I literally known him, um, yeah, since I was a baby. But he is one of those guys that I can call speed dial if there's anything that's on my mind and having that tribe and surrounding yourself with people that you know you can you can count on and rely on and 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 have fun with more importantly um that that was a big factor as far as as far as how these people are able to you know socially interact and the quality of social interaction that they do have well and another i thought interesting fact too when we're looking at these you know nine habits and we're talking about it you know this is the stuff that we talk about all the time can we talk about you know fitness journeys and trying to you know have a network of people that you can trust and rely on and talk about the things that are working and not and keeping journals and and growing and eating more organically and watch your portion size and don't give up the things you enjoy and, and go out and do things and so you know when we're looking about about all of these these nine points that we made i'm like man you know check 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 all of it makes so much sense but we don't do that you know things that they were talking about stressors and i know i i fall victim to this you know retirement worrying about money worrying about like sickness worrying about your you know someone getting injured where these some of these things are out of your control some of them are in your control but you have to just have beliefs that whatever it is you're setting yourself up for is going to be positive um, but you're in control. And another thing, when we're talking about, you know, this book in particular, they were saying that, you know, they feel with the research that they found, especially within these blue zones and what they're finding more and more about, um, about just people's genes and genetic makeup, that 25 of it, 25% of like your longevity is based off your genes and the other 75% you're in control of. And so, you know, 
I think one of the biggest keys and my biggest wrap up is like, we really do have, you know, the ability to live as long as we want, as long as we make smart choices and, you know, and we, we, we fight the battle. We fight, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it just, it just tells us that there, there is a big picture, right? There is, a, as you said, Wendy, uh, 20% of, of why we're going to live long is just that's in your DNA. You can't really do anything about that, but you control the other 80, 75%. Um, and that was, that was my, that was my biggest takeaway after reading, you know, about, uh, about these blue zones. So, you know, if, if, you know, if you're like me on your, you're on the back half of this, of this play that we're in, uh, <laughs> you know, and we're all just actors, right. Um, you know, what can we do to enhance that and, and make it a prosperous and, and productive life when it comes to okay i've got 50 more years to to hit that 100 that 100 year mark but um no so i'm gonna make some change i'm gonna make some calls actually i'm gonna call some friends uh, as soon as we're, we're done recording here but uh, i know you wendy are one of them so oh um, you know yeah. yes yes <laughs> you, you know they say whoever you surround yourself with as well i mean yeah. you're growing up with some of these individuals i am stuck with the two millers and my husband <laughs> <laughs> a lot too. I was hey. like, some of my girlfriends. So there could be worse people to be around. So I'm I'm very fortunate, and you know the people you surround yourself with, I think, really do make you smarter, and they 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 really get you. And um, and I really enjoyed this, Ken. I, I was so excited when you brought it up. I learned a ton of information because I had never heard about this before, and um, just. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I really liked digging into the research. I just kept wanting to do more and more. So. Yeah. Well, Dan Butner does have a book. So, you know, uh, easy plug for that. Um, but hey, Wendy, thanks for uh, sharing this time with me here on Random Fit and talking about blue zones and living long and prospering. So um, look, you know, thanks for your perspective on things. And again, I do consider you one of my five favorite people on earth when it comes to people outside my outside my bloodline. So Thanks for being here. <laughs> Back at you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So thank you all for uh, spending your time here with us here on Random Fit. Um, if there's other things you want to hear about, you know, Blue Zones, I guess we can explore some of these other specific sides of the Blue Zones. But uh, whatever it may be, let us know by like, following, subscribing, commenting. Um, you can also reach us on our social, which flashes up on the screen every now and then during the, during the recording. But uh Thank you so much. We really couldn't do this without you all. So let us know. But until then, next time, take care and be well.